We've said it before and we will say it again every single time. If you are looking at your trip in a quantity way, it will never work. Quality is the way to go when you're planning your travels. Right. And one of the ways to make quality part of your planning process is to really be cognizant of storytelling yes and how that plays a role in what you're doing i think you'll get much more out of your travels a lot more memories if yes. nothing else so this is it we're telling you right now how you are missing out on the hidden stories of travel you ready let's go here it is All right, let's get ourselves started. We've got a couple that we want to share with you to kind of give you the inspiration that you need in order to really make sure that you kind of fold this into your travel planning recipe. Of course, because when you travel, those hidden stories, Mm -hmm. they're going to make it so much better. Mm -hmm. And this is a huge piece of our travel philosophy. If you haven't had a chance to kind of Take a peek at what we think kind of makes the essential ingredients in your travel. Mm -hmm. Go a few episodes back and listen to our towel of travel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Our five steps to making sure that you have a great trip every single time, no matter who you're traveling with. Excellent. So let's dig into storytelling. You got it. Okay. I think using storytelling will help you gain such a better context of where you're going. Yeah, your destination. You're going to learn so much. And, you know, our country is so new. Yes. Let's face it. We have a, we're kind of the babies on the block. Yeah. Even in terms of the nations that exist in Europe, some of them may be newer than ours. Right. However... In all honesty, the cultures that are there are so rich and they're so deep set into history. Understanding how listening to the stories of the past can really make you enjoy. And appreciate. Yes. The cultures that you're experiencing is a huge part. I'll give you an example. Okay. You ready? We were in Turkey and Greece, and we were enjoying a trip that was themed around the path of the Apostle Paul, who was the traveling apostle. Yes, yes. He was the most traveled. And we went to Ephesus and Athens and Rhodes and all of these other places that kind of let you see how his story was woven throughout the entire region Mm -hmm. as he was spreading the word of Christ. One of the things that happened to us there was learning the story of a woman called Lydia. Oh, Lydia. I love this this story so much because it was one of those goosebumpy moments in your life. We were up in the north of Greece and we were kind of... It was 108 degrees out. It was so hot. It, it was, was warm. The summer. And we wound up going into the suburb area of the big city that was there. And they brought us out to this tiny little baptistry, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And it was the baptistry of St. Lydia. And 
as we started to learn her story, you were just mesmerized by what happened. It was here at this little tiny baptistry that Lydia became the first European that was ever baptized into the Christian faith. She was a merchant who sold cloth. Mm-hmm. Not any cloth, but purple cloth. Right. Meaning she sold to the aristocracy. So her influence could have been far reaching considering what she did and the fact that she was a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was Lydia who took that dip of faith in the stream that's right next to there. We wound up sitting down listening to Lydia's story with our shoes off and our feet in this cooling stream. And I'm telling you, we were so blown away by how Lydia had wound up coming to that area, how she had wound up being the merchant she was, how she encountered Paul. It was all so interesting. And the story totally took away from the physical heat of it all. And you were enjoying your destination. Absolutely. It made it so much better. Now, there are some destinations that are very rich in storytelling. Oh, my goodness. You know, some more than others. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I think of those areas, I'm thinking of Scotland. Yes. And Ireland. I mean. They've got the gift of the gab. They have the (laughs) gift of the gab. Yes. Yeah, I think those are two really good areas, especially kind of those northern countries where the storytelling culture is so prominent. You know, cold winters meant time needed to be passed well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those northern European countries have these storytelling traditions. I love the idea in Scotland that we can attend a storytelling festival where people kind of practice the craft. It is a craft. It is a craft. You know, as much as we podcast and we tell stories here, it amazes me the talent of some of these folk storytellers. Mm -hmm. And I love listening to them. You should feel mesmerized. And there is quite an art to kind of relating the stories. Oh, definitely. That are there. And not all of them can be applied to a book. Sometimes you need the lilt of the voice. You need the cadence that comes with Mm -hmm. it in order to appreciate it a little bit more. And I think these are definitely areas where you can see that happen. So I love the idea of that storytelling festival in Scotland. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. It's on our Bob Sheen Yaya bucket list. And this, you know, I think about... The the new generation and the mm-hmm. new, you know, the children, especially, you know, since I have a new grandchild. Yes. Passing storytelling traditions on to your younger gen- generation. Yes. Because now there's so many other things to keep someone interested. Or if I wanted to find out about something, I can just Google it. Just Google it. It, Yeah. And sometimes that kind of takes away from the magic. You know, if you are traveling with younger kiddos, even teenagers, take a minute and figure out how to put storytelling kind of in to what you're doing. It's worth the time and the investment to figure out these corners of your trip where these things can happen. 
A great example is going to Ireland and going out to the Giant's Causeway. It's great. It's an outdoor playground. Right. You jump around on all the hexagons. It's so much fun. Take a minute, though, and kind of put that in a little bit of context with the kiddos and tell them the story of Finn McCool, the giant of Knockmoney mm. Hill. Or when you're going up on Blarney Castle to kiss that Blarney Stone <laughs> and get your own uh, gift of the gab yeah. and as, as you're doing it, know why the Blarney Stone is even that. Having that context and passing that on to the next generation creates lifelong habits for not only travelers, but for readers too. And, you know, as much as we shy away from bringing our teacher selves onto oh, our yes. podcast, yes. these two teachers are going to say, read, read more, read out loud, read to your teenagers, read to your babies. It yes. doesn't matter. Read to your spouse. I don't care what you do. Get those words out into the world. Right? Yes. Yeah. So we love those ideas. You know what I like to find when you mm-hmm. go places is when you get a guide mm-hmm. that is an awesome storyteller. What better than a person there, a local, yeah, to share the stories? Yeah, I I think finding the right guides and finding those quality guides who bring a region to life is so important. And when you're looking at the money factor when it comes to these things. Mm -hmm. We know that the majority of your budget is going to go to air and accommodations. Right. Third comes travel. Then comes, I'm sorry, transportation. Then comes everything else, right? That everything else, a chunk of that should go to a good guide. Having somebody who can tell you the story of where you are well. Oh, makes such a difference. It makes all the difference in the world. And probably the place that this is the most clear in Europe, mm-hmm. mm, probably Normandy in France. Okay. Where you get that World War II story. You want somebody who's going to tell you that information where you could visualize it. You're looking at that beach and you can see it happening in front of you. Those are the goosebumpy moments that storytelling brings to your travel, which is why they're so, so, so important. You're listening to Bob Shee and Yaya Travel the World, and we hope that you are enjoying today's conversation. We invite you to become part of our travel community, so head on over to bobsheeandyaya.com. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. And subscribe to our blog so that you can be kept in the loop as we talk about destinations and how to make travel a priority in your daily life. Whether you are travel dreaming or you've got boarding passes in your hand, we've got the resources, plans, and plenty of inspiration to get you ready for whatever adventure awaits. You can find us on all the social media at Bob Shea and Yaya, and we hope that we see you there. Now, we talk about storytelling, enriching, Mm -hmm. and getting us to know our destination, and just providing such a a love for where we are. Mm -hmm. But I think storytelling will also teach us 
There's a lesson to learn. There is. And if travel is not teaching you, it's not quality travel. And when I think of when you talk about storytelling and teaching you something, Mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to mind is Auschwitz. I can't imagine how anything else comes to mind. In in all honesty, when you're talking about Europe, Mm -hmm. the biggest lesson out of Europe is World War II. Right. Right. And... I think especially now, and I'm, I'm going to hesitantly do this again, as public school teachers, we have to say we don't necessarily think that kids are getting all they can out of knowing history. History is kind of a back burner thing these days, which is painful to see because more lessons come from the past than from the future, right? Oh, and. It- Yes. It's so difficult to see. When you talk about Auschwitz, the the amazing thing about this memorial, and it is a memorial, it's not a museum, it's, it's a place that you go to pay your respects. Right. All of the people that are there have some sort of connection to the atrocities that happened there. My last tour guide there... Her father was a child in Canada, and Canada is is a part of Auschwitz that has its own kind of story. Mm -hmm. And so she was there as a guide to help people understand what really happened and to put the true story in front not sensationalized it's not Not, steven spielberg we're not in hollywood no it's what really happened on a day-to-day basis and may i say since we're talking about this particular one Mm -hmm. i think it's really uh, a good idea to bring up one of our absolute favorite tiktok superstars lily lily and you guys are saying, how in the world are you putting the atrocities of Auschwitz with TikTok? With TikTok, listen to us. We follow a woman named Lily Albert Ebert, Ebert. I think. Okay, and her grandson Dove D O V, and they tell the story, Lily's story, because she is a survivor of Auschwitz. She is, and she does such a good job of explaining in small pieces what life was like there and what life was like afterwards too her book is amazing it's called lily's promise yes and we highly recommend listen if if there's a moment where if you can't beat them, join them comes into play when it comes to your kids, put them on TikTok and make them have be friends with Lily. Lily. Follow Lily so that when you go, they have some insight as to what they're going to see and some appreciation of putting their feet on the ground there. This is a great opportunity to kind of use technology and what kids love to your advantage. I think this is a great place where storytelling teaches in such a positive way. Oh, definitely because she's the storyteller. She is. And her grandson is taking it and his promise to her mm-hmm. is for her story to be heard and everyone else's yes that was at auschwitz yes and he does a great job of showing how he kind of supports her in all of this mm-hmm. they're adorable together and i really think they're relatable 
Right. Right. And I, we love on Friday nights when when they get on TikTok and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. You get a little Shabbat Shalom. It's so sweet. Okay. More storytelling. And we're going to turn the corner from all that seriousness and teaching. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to talk about what? The little doggos. Our oh. little four-legged creatures. That's right. And I know you're thinking, I don't get it. Babshi, yeah, yeah, I don't get it at all. I don't see what you're trying to say here and how dogs have anything to do with storytelling. Listen to us. I don't care if you are an actual kid or you're an adult kid at heart. Hear us out. There are so many stories all over the world, not just over uh, Europe, where you can find these stories of brave, brave dogs that will make you, you make your heart grow three times bigger. Right? Oh, you know which one I watched? Mm-hmm. Just the one with Richard uh-huh. Gere. Oh, the one from out of Japan. Yes. Hachi. Hachi. Ooh. You just had such a mm-hmm. feeling for that. The, the relationship. The loyalty yes. and the love that that dog showed his owner and it's a place and a destination you can go in order to totally enjoy the story you can go to the spot where hachiko hachi waited for his every day every day there are plenty of waiting dogs there's zock in krakow poland Mm -hmm. there is greyfriars bobby in edinburgh scotland uh, there is another friend down in Italy. Oh, gosh, I just lost the name in my mind. My point is this. You can take it to the U.S. What about Balto? True. And you can find these little doggos, their memorial statues, all dotted all over the place. Maybe it's not a dog. Maybe it's the loyal horse or let me give you another one up in Inverness in Scotland. Yes. There is a bear statue because there was a bear that was registered formally in yes. the Polish military. And he's up there memorialized for his bravery when it came to the military fight. Stories. Stories. Tons of them. Ones that you can share with dog lovers around you and ones that the kids can relate to. Right. Yeah. Now, we're going to turn this a little different because you're thinking stories. Mm-hmm. You're saying words. Mm-hmm. What about Irish music or even like American folk music telling a story? And we do know the singer-songwriters of America, but let's go across the pond to Ireland Take it. for a minute. Okay. Okay. Ireland has a very unique history compared to the rest of Europe. First of all, it's an outlying island. Right. And geographically, it's a little bit different. And on top of that, they were suppressed by the British for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Their culture was suppressed. Their literacy rate was suppressed. So many things were part of it that storytelling became quite a significant piece. And it kind of interlocked with the Irish music tradition, you will find so many songs that speak to Irish history in terms of what it was like under British rule, what it was like during the revolution. They've got an entire catalog of rebel songs that will tell you about different skirmishes Mm -hmm. that happened or different heroes, folk heroes to them, or political heroes. 
all of these different singer-songwriter pieces of music have so much history in them and happened because they weren't able to write much down. In addition to that music happening, a lot of traditional dance tells stories oh, yes. as well. There's a great woman on PBS. Her name is called Michaela, and she does a travel show that focuses in on dance. She's a dancer, and she goes and she tries dance all over Europe. It's amazing. They would not have us do that. <laughs> and a lot of those dances tell the story. Maybe it's a courting story. Maybe it's a battle story. I can think of one in Ireland that's called the Siege of Ennis. So Ennis was the town. Right. It was under siege. That's the name of the dance and the music that goes with it it tells the history of the area so storytelling can come in many different formats that maybe you aren't sure of it's definitely worth finding and sourcing out oh yes and the one thing that bob chanyaya i want to say to you mm -hmm. is to be your own storyteller absolutely make up stories at famous places and get that video rolling yes. come on folks if you are at a castle Tell the story about the princess. That's right. You can start your own stories with Once Upon a Time, just like people have for generations. Oh, yes. Exactly. And we want to make sure that you have enough inspiration. We've got two good ones for you. If you're looking for a little bit of storytelling inspiration, fiction-wise or historical fiction-wise, right, right. you can look at Call the Midwife on PBS. Such a heart warming show we love it and if you listen to the beginning and the ends of those shows she is storytelling they're beautiful pieces that she's kind of giving us while she's telling the story of what happened during this time in england so mm -hmm. if you're looking for a little inspiration the beginning and the end of that show perfect does a great job of that and Let's, so cute. So cute. Let's round it out with one of our favorites. Have you watched Stanley Tucci um, in his show in Italy? Yes. Unbelievable. I want to sit down and eat with him. In Searching for Italy, he is telling the stories of the local cultures in Italy through food. It's fabulous quality storytelling. That's what you're looking to do. Think about when you hear somebody talk about their own travel, you come back and you listen to their stories. You want to tell stories like that. Become your own storyteller. Become your own Stanley. That's right. <laughs> hey, we hope no matter what story you encounter while you travel, you enjoy it, you savor it, and you come back ready to share it with those around you and inspire them to be travelers too. No matter where you're going, we wish you bon voyage and happy travels. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bopshi and Yaya. 
That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.